0: welcome to the next wave connect podcast with president and ceo callie dredke where we empower associations to work smarter not harder hey welcome back to the next wave connect podcast this is callie dredke and today we are going to talk about one of my favorite words which is engagement which i know sounds crazy because it's like the ultimate buzzword of engagement but i want to talk a little bit more about engaging by the generation so i was working with a non-for-profit uh this past week and we were talking about embracing all five generations of your membership and how content should match that. And I think sometimes we get trapped in the thought that we need to keep up so fast with the latest and greatest of engagement trends, like podcasting here, I'm doing video. We've got some people watching live um, as we do this and we're gonna repurpose that as video. We get, but that's the latest and greatest. We get so involved in those that we forget that our content has to match the audience and our audience spans five generations. And so I think today we're gonna take a step back and say, let's define those audiences that are making up our membership today. And let's talk about some of the trends that we're seeing across those generations because your content strategy needs to match that. I'm not saying you have to create brand new pieces per generation, but I'm saying if you're maximizing your opportunity with content and repurposing it, how can you use that to your advantage so that you're consistently driving new content in your sphere of influence? You're consistently promoting the brand of your association. You're developing opportunities to lead lead your leaders uh, to be thought leaders really within the industry but at the same time you're minimizing the work that's on you because you know that you're delivering not only quality but you're delivering exactly what your audience is looking for in the means that they digest content best in so as we're looking at those five generations I think you have to remember that this probably feels like a never-ending balancing act um You're always saying, okay, we have our membership and these are the generations, but we're having to attract new members and we have to retain our current ones. And how are we going to keep them all happy? How are we going to keep them all engaged? Um, There's probably a lot of membership directors um, on the podcast today. And you're thinking, yes, this is exactly what keeps me up at night. And this situation is exasperated as association leaders, because you're trying to manage a variety of members that span five generations, but you need to stop you don't need to fight with these generations. You need to embrace their characteristics and their distinct differences because there are in fact distinct differences. So I believe that your membership is special and notice that I'm leaving that so broad because I don't even know who's listening right now, but every association that I work with has a completely different type of membership. You have a healthy mix or you should have a healthy mix of the five generations because if you don't, then you need to start looking at some of your recruiting strategies because I don't want your association to die off, so to speak. So you've got to keep a healthy mix of um, those new members coming in uh, consistently so that you're growing. But with the variety of multi-generational members in your associations today, um, I don't think that you, well, I know really that you can no longer abide by traditional rules of leadership and engagement. So if you want the real strategic advantage, if you want to get ahead of the game, you need to embrace the diversity among your generations so that you can create flexible, flexible, in a collaborative environment that values all people and keeps them all engaged regardless of age. So um, I believe that each group has its own distinct characteristics. They have their own distinct values and attitudes towards work, towards your association. And those are all based on their generation's life experiences. And this is coming from a millennial saying that Their life experiences impact their work environment and their work environment impacts their relationship with your association. So to successfully really integrate those diverse generations into your association, you need to embrace radical changes in your recruitment and your benefits and really creating a culture that actively demonstrates a respect and inclusion for all multi-generational members. So let's really take a second to look at each um, generation individually before we can talk about how they're engaging on content. So let's talk a little bit about our seasoned members and our silence. Um, Silence are considered among the most loyal members. So for those of you who are not sure about silence, silence are born between 1925 and 1946. If those are still actively participating within um, your association, they are considered some of your most loyal members they've probably been a part of it before some of you even started working in the association they're highly dedicated also your most risk averse population i before i came to next wave connect my my previous background was in healthcare, and i worked a lot with physicians and i used to tell some of my marketing teams they'd say how are we going to get this message out to our physicians and i said seven times seven ways Because every physician that I worked with spanned a different generation. And some of them love text, some of them love email, some of them needed sidewalk chalk on the doctor's entrance so that they could remember when the meeting is. But we embrace that. And that's what I'm asking you to do. Um, As far as silence, they possess a strong commitment to teamwork and collaboration. They have a really high regard for developing interpersonal communication skills. I hope for some of you that have silence in your membership, you realize that these are the... These are the individual members that are happy to see you every time they walk into a meeting, when they walk into a conference, because they value a relationship that they built with you. So moving from silence, we're going to go to the next group, which is our baby boomers. Baby boomers are 1946 to 1964. Um, Remember that this is the first generation to actively declare a higher priority for work over personal life. So they're generally distrust authority in large systems. They're more optimistic and open to change more so than that prior generations of silence that we talked to, but they're also responsible for the me generation. So there's that pursuit of personal gratification, which sometimes can show up as a sense of entitlement. So remember that with this group, the pursuit of personal gratification, they are looking for ways to establish themselves as those leaders in the wrong because they've put in the work for that. And that should be committed and recognized. Um, We're going to move from baby boomers to our Gen X. So our Gen X is born from 1965 to 1980. Um, Our Generation Xers, uh, has anybody ever heard of the slacker generation? I I hate to use that word. And for some of you who are listening who may encompass that generation, it's okay because I don't really feel like I fit into my generation either when I explain them. But known across most um, engagement groups – The Generation X are considered a slacker generation because they naturally question authority figures and they're responsible for creating the work-life balance concept. So we're moving from those baby boomers that declared that priority on work to now to our Generation Xers who really are saying that there has to be a balance between work and home. Um, They're willing to develop their skill sets and take on new challenges that are perceived as very adaptive Um, They also have um, job instability in the post-downsizing environment. This is the group that was impacted the most. So that hurt, and they remember it. And if you're working on content to engage that generation, you need to remember that too. Uh, Now we're moving into my group, which is the millennials born from 1981 to 1995. Uh, Millennials, they're also called, we're also called Gen Y. Um, This is known as the most resilient in navigating change while deepening their appreciation for diversity and inclusion. So millennials, we, are, we grew up in an age where there was no internet and then there was internet. So we've seen both sides. So with those significant gains in technology and increase in educational programming that really happened, I'm pretty sure during the 1990s is when we're going to see that biggest uptick, but millennials are the most educated generation of your members today. And they represent the most team-centric generation since the silence. So we've skipped two generations on that team aspect to move from our silence to our millennials. And now that's coming across the forefront again. This is the group that had that lived off group projects and group collaboration for grades and school. And, and they still embody and embrace that aspect as they're coming into their professional lives. Um, And last but not least, we're going to look at Gen Z. So our Gen Z is 1996 to 2009, especially for some of your associations that are working with students, uh, working with student programs that are still in, even in college or moving out to the workforce. You need to pay close attention to this generation. So they're still, while they're still largely in the education system, so you may see them in some of your intern programs, they're only just beginning to emerge into our membership base. Within a decade, which is hard to imagine, but think about it for a second. Within a decade, they will comprise almost one in five members. In addition to being the most technology-centered generation, Gen Z will also be the most empowered. They have lived in a world where when they had a question, it was answered at the speed of a, of a keyboard. They live off Google, so they expect everything to answer them like Google Um, so we've talked about those generations and hopefully, you know, a couple of you have taken some time to almost sparse your membership by, by those generations, or at least have an idea of what, you know, percentage of your membership is seen by all those generations. So, you know, where your efforts are going to see the most impact and then where you have the most opportunity for new growth. But let's talk about those strategies for cross generational engagement. So I believe, um, that, Most associations are relying right now too heavily on one strategy for member communication. Um, If you are that association I'm talking about where you create new content, you send it out in an email blast, it maybe goes out on social media and then you sit on it. Nothing is wrong with your piece of content. But my question is, how are you taking that same message and putting it in multiple formats? Which again, think about it. You're putting it in multiple formats. It's gonna increase the number of times you communicate that message. Let's go back to my mantra earlier seven times seven ways right if you're doing that you're going to ensure that you reach all your members which I know is your ultimate priority in creating that content creating that value proposition for your members so I want you to take for an example let's think about our silence and our baby boomers when we talked about some of their trends we know that they appreciate verbal communication about changes in policy and procedures but our gen x and our millennials. They, they, they don't want that verbal communication. Give me something where I get my instant gratification, right? They want email. They want instant messages. They want video broadcasts. So we have to take that same message and we have to push it across those mediums so that we can show value to each generation. Um, communication with each generation, it, it's so essential because when I look at associations and I talk to association leaders and I always seem to ask the question, I, or at least I try to, what keeps you up at night? One of the things I hear consistently is, how do we communicate value? If you have been using some of your platforms to push just your association as a whole, you're missing the opportunity. You're missing the connection. You're missing the value of communication. If you are communicating value through content that's helping your members further themselves professionally and personally, you have met their value medium. But if you are just consistently selling the value of your association without pouring into their cup, then you've missed that opportunity. So I want to break down for you, especially for those of you who are listening that are in the marketing or the membership side um, of association leadership, I want to break down communication with each generation. There are some trends that we have seen here at Next Wave Connect that we have shared with some of our partners and we've seen just incredible success with because it's delivering content in the mediums that members need them at. So when we talk about your silence generations, and again, I want you to go back and kind of look at your notes and say how much of my membership was made of those silence, which is born between 1925 and 1946. Your silence members are going to prefer your print media for information. They, in their own personal daily life, they read newspapers, they read magazines, they actually read ads more thoroughly than any other generation. If you look at our younger generations, we're accustomed to seeing ads as we scroll on our social media, right? I search for um, a new pair of shoes on Google and the next time I opened Facebook, boom, there was the ad. But that's not the case for the silence generation. So it's very effective to use action to attract their attention while keeping the word count low and really reducing extraneous stimuli. You want to get down to the message very quickly with your silence. We're going to move down the paradigm now and talk a little bit about communication with our baby boomers. Again, quick reminder, look at the percent of your membership that it comprises baby boomers. That's our 1946 to 1964. Your baby boomers want nothing more than a quick fix. They want something that's going to require a little change and instant improvement. So in terms of communication, baby boomers really like information presented to them in terms of categories and options. Think about things like simple facts, which which they can make a decision, five ways that you can improve this, seven tactics to help you maximize your potential. Think of things in terms of lists. What are the quick fixes that they can get out of your content? Um, You heard me mention when I was describing that generation um, of the personal gratification aspect. So personal gratification and public recognition are really, really important to this organization. I don't know if you've ever been in part of your association's award ceremony and looked out over the audience. I would bet you that the vast majority of your engaged members that are sitting there and actually listening to that presentation are representative of the Baby Boomer generation. They respond so well to statements like, you're important to our success or Your contribution is unique and important to us. Or let's go back to the Uncle Sam poster. We need you. They want to feel important in the message that your association is sharing. So let them. Um, It's effective to use word of mouth communication from trusted advisors and friends to engage this generation. Even moving this generation into more of the technology field, we see a lot of success with this generation in roundtable discussions, both in person and virtual, where... Other peers that represent their generation are all sitting around the table because then they're establishing thought leadership with peer to peer instead of the association communicating the message of this is what's right and this is what's seen as impactful for the industry. Um, We're going to move down now real quickly. So if you're still looking at your list, let's talk about Gen X. That's your 65 to 80. Your Generation X. I would say of all your generations, this is probably the hardest to reach. Um, It's really important that you keep them in the loop, but but doing so by asking for their feedback and sharing information with them regularly. Consistency with this group is key. You cannot deliver an email campaign and tell them that they're going to get weekly insights and then they haven't seen one for three weeks because you're going to bring back that distress factor. So it's effective to approach them more as a consultant. They like to be a kept abreast of bigger picture but use short sound bites to keep their attention one of the things that we've seen great success with again when you're talking about maximizing your content opportunities is taking things like we're doing now with the podcast or even a video interview and breaking it up into smaller segments that's going to deliver a message really quickly in an audio format for this generation Um, again going back to their methods they love multimedia they love word of mouth They thrive in social events and peer gatherings. So when you're starting to hone your message and you look at your invitation list, I'm not saying that you're going to not invite all your members to an event, but this generation is more apt to come and show you presence there. So make sure that they have a special segment part of your list that's bringing them to to your in-person events. Um, Millennials. I guess I'm going to speak a little bit of truth from my own generation, even though I said earlier that I don't feel like I always fit into the trends, but millennials find honesty, humor, uniqueness, and information important. Honesty, transparency, humor, and uniqueness. You really need to be encouraging your millennial members to explore new paths or options because as a whole, this generation craves challenges, we, we as a whole, value looking for the same information that resonates with our peers. Millennials are the generation that is sitting in a boardroom right now in some capacity going, surely some other organization has done this before. And they want to find that other organization and they want to connect because they don't want to reinvent the wheel. So take advantage of that opportunity because you probably have other members in your association who have gone down that path so how are you going to connect the two generation z again for those of you that don't have any members in generation z yet you will so still take um, important notice and um, for this generation but i talked about how tech savvy this group is and that goes to show with their content consumption as well they are accustomed to high tech and multiple information sources they are used to being bombarded, in essence, from all sides. They've never lived in a world without internet. So getting signed up for email subscriptions, spending four plus hours a day on social media, that is their norm. So Generation Z values authenticity and realness. The next generation of social and virtual networking sites, things like we're doing at Next Week Connect, or if you have you know, community platforms that you're using within your association, Those need to make sure that it's possible to build these online communities or communication opportunities that is just like they feel like it's their close group of friends in the room. Remember, this generation has built relationships, personal and professional, on a keyboard without ever meeting people in person. So this opportunity for online connection and growing their address book, so to speak, is um, it's quintessential for this for the generation to grow. So that's breaking down the five engagement, um, the engagement trends by generation. My hope is that you are not only taking notes, but you're looking at again, you know, our, our mantra at Next Wave Connect is work smarter, not harder. So if you are on the content and the marketing team, we are not saying that you have to go out now and you have to double your time in the office because you have to create all this new content. What I'm telling you to do is enter your content creation opportunities to say, how can we maximize these pieces so that they fit each generation? Because each generation is going to be vital to your success, even if they're just entering or if they're phasing out. You need each one to feel like you are continuously providing value to them. So if you want to learn more about engaging those five generations, I'd love to connect with you. Um, There's actually a connect button on our website, www.nextwaveconnect.com. So reach out to me, reach out to our engagement teams. We have an engagement team here. We'd love to talk more about this with you if this is your specific um, situation and you're looking at ways to maximize your opportunity in the content space across your generations. Um, Until next time, we hope you work smarter, not harder.